Friday, March 22nd, 2013. This is Ray. News and tech notes, thoughts and opinions, and more. The Gerard Files. The Gerard Files. The Gerard Files. Good Friday evening to you. Thank you for listening. You know, earlier today... I was thinking about doing the podcast in the morning because I had the time. I didn't, and I almost ran out of time. It is now 11 p.m., and I'm trying to rush to get this done before midnight so I can have a true Friday tech chat session. As you know, every Friday I try to publish a podcast called Friday Tech Chat. So here we are. Hope everyone's doing well today. I'm doing pretty good. Still very chilly out for a spring day. Temps are in the 30s. NVA. Should be a little warmer. But anyway. Are you still using currency for your purchases? Or have you gone totally plastic? Or shall we say credit debit? I think with me, it's pretty much mostly credit debit. I hardly carry cash anymore. Or maybe you're an early adopter. You're probably starting to use apps or virtual cash for your purchases. There's been a lot of hype surrounding virtual cash and the demise of traditional currency as we know it. But I think most of us still reach in our our physical wallets when it comes to paying bills or making purchases. I don't think that's too far-fetched. But the idea of using an app to access digital cash is definitely on the rise. This has been on my radar because me and my friend Doug, we've been discussing it most of last week. And we've come to the conclusion that these type of apps are starting to gain some traction. Specifically, we've been talking about the Apple Passbook. As you may know, Passbook is included in iOS 6, if you have uh, an iOS device. What Passbook does, instead of focusing on e-payments, the app serves as a folder for what used to be traditional paper-based documents such as gift cards, movie tickets, boarding passes, and a whole array of coupons. The app simply acts as a repository for participating partners such as Starbucks, Target, in fact I have those two apps right now and I've been using them consistently. And they're very convenient. The app simply collects information from participating partners and display display it to you on your phone based on, on your location. For example, when I'm in the vicinity of my local Starbucks, 
or when I enter the store, the app notifies me of my balance. It pops up on my phone and is set and ready for use. Talk about convenience. And from what I understand, there are plenty of other partners that will soon be jumping on the bandwagon, uh, which should make the service something to watch for. Of course, only time will tell the adoption level, I think, in the, in the months and years to come. But convenience, simplicity, is what you get from uh, an app like Passbook. And if that trend continues, I think it should gain some popularity. What do you think? And for you, my Android using friends, there's Google Wallet. You know, I would never forget you. I got a lot of friends using Android. Not all my friends, contrary to popular belief, not all my friends use iOS devices. So yes, Google Wallet, which allows you to set up a pin-activated account with your smartphone, which will include your credit, debit card information, or loyalty card. Uh, that will be there for you when you go to enter a store by just simply tapping your phone to make a payment. There are, however, some limitations with uh, Google Wallet that you should know about and that not all Android phones are supported. So you'll have to kind of look into it if you're using an Android device. Just do the little research. I've only highlighted just these two apps, those two that I'm aware of, but I'm sure there are many others available for the purposes we just discussed. Yeah, it, is, it is the wave of the future, as some say, and I kind of believe it. I'll be back in a minute. I've been looking for apps that record phone calls. But for me, it's for the purpose of doing interviews for the podcast. I have not found one or settled on any, any particular method. There, there are a lot of other methods I could use, such as get a mixer, hook into my devices from home. But that's really not what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to do it mobile while out and about. So I have not yet discovered or uncovered the best way to go about it. But as I was doing my research, I did come across a couple of uh, apps that will allow you to record phone conversations instead of taking notes, for example. Uh, it might be useful to you if, you, if it's business-related. The first thing to keep in mind is that there are some state laws that stipulate certain regulations as to how you can go about recording a call. So the safest course of action is to inform all parties that a call is being recorded so that they have the option of declining. So that's important. I've learned that 
some of the recording apps available have an automatic voiceover message that informs the callers or all callers that they are being recorded. So I guess that's pretty convenient so that way everyone knows what to expect. There are no surprises. The first one that I came across is called EntCall. It's I-N-T-C-A-L-L. It's for both iOS and Android. And it works strictly with outbound calls. So you can't do an inbound call and, uh, and record it. It is currently $0.10 cents per minute for calls in the U.S. And after recording a call, you could play it back or on your phone or email it as a WAV file. So that's the first one I came across. The second one is called handsfree.ly. So handsfree.ly. It's actually called handsfree.ly call recording pro for iOS. It works for both incoming and outgoing calls and will cost you about 99 cents per recording. The only limitation is that calls cannot be longer than 45 minutes. So again, it seems like they all have their own small limitation. The third one you may already have and it is a free alternative. Any phone that has Google Voice, do you have Google Voice? Well, whenever you're on a call using that's been routed to your Google Voice number, you can press the number 4 to start recording and then number 4 again to stop recording. I didn't know that. I just found out. When you do that, when you hit the number 4, a voice will announce to all parties that recording has begun. Again, another convenient feature. So that way no one is caught by surprise if they're being recorded. After you complete the call, you can sign in to your Google Voice account on the web to either play, download, or share the recording. So very convenient, a very convenient use of Google Voice if you haven't, if you don't know about it. And there's one limitation, as always, there's always at least one limitation, is that Google Voice recording only works with inbound calls. So there you have it. That's pretty much it. So it's coming up on 11.15, so I did it. This is pretty much it. Since there's no post-production, everything gets uploaded pretty much as is. With, with the uh, uh and the uh, <laughs> with all the imperfections, we're, we're a mobile podcast, we, we record on our mobile devices, so there's no post-production. Thank you for listening anyway. So as always, I leave you with a, with a piece of music from James Badreau is the artist's name. Of course, the song is licensed Creative Commons. And you can check the show notes for a link back to the artist. 
and the piece is called Union Square. It's sort of a rock, funk, progressive feel. And I thought it was pretty cool. So I'd like to share it with you. As always, thank you for listening. You can um, at Ray on Twitter. You can email me at GerardFiles at gmail.com. And I'll catch you on the next one.